Welcome to episode 74 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Thanksgiving Janelle. That's right, we're officially on Thanksgiving break. As of 3 p.m. today. So, uh, very exciting. We've got nine days off. Nine glorious days. And then it's only three weeks for me, four weeks for the kids, and uh, I'm off for three more weeks. For Christmas break. This is a this is a fun time of year, for sure. Yes. And uh, we'll be checking in with you next week from Laughlin. I think we'll try to record something while we're there, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I think we could do that. But if for some reason we don't get to it until the Friday after or whatever, you know, bear with us. It's a holiday. Um... But I'm thankful that you guys are here listening to the show. Are you? Nah. <gasps> Ungrateful. JK. I'm uh, super thankful. We were I am just too. looking at all our listeners. I know. Well, not like looking at them. We're not spying on them or anything. But observing the numbers. Observing our numbers yes. growing. And thank you for helping us with that and spreading the word. Yeah. Um, so we had, we had a big week. We are deep in the midst of the 30 day movie pass challenge, as you know. Phil is halfway. Well, I'm over halfway now. Over halfway. Um. And I'm not mad at him yet. No. I am having a hard time keeping the days straight. Um, like on Thursday, my mom was going to come with me to the movies and I called her and I was like, like, so are you coming? I know we're going to the movies tomorrow. Like, what's your schedule? And she's like, well, I was, I'm coming down today. And I was like, oh, and I was like driving to the theater already. And I didn't You're realize. I thought it was I thought it was Thursday. Son. I thought it was Wednesday. Or maybe I'm even mixing it up. I might be saying the wrong days. But one way or another, it's all blending together. It's kind of crazy. I feel like those astronauts that go in like the isolation chambers <laughs> oh when they you know, like to test being in like the the vacuum of space. Except I'm sitting in like movie theaters over and over again. Nobody feels sorry for you. I mean, though. you got to feel a little sorry for me. It's challenging. You know, um, it hasn't been too bad for me because uh, like me being away. It's not that. It's like. I need to watch my stories and do my thing. So, you have had to have a lot of fun time um, with the kids, too. Well, that, too. But after they go to bed and you're still at a movie, it's like I get to watch all the Bachelors from all the different countries around the all world. All the Bachelors. And you have no interest in that. Even nope. with cool Canadian and Australian accents. Nope. I'm glad that you have that, but I don't. I don't need it. Um, so anyway, it's been cool. We'll talk more about the details of the 30-day movie pass challenge in a bit. But before we do that, let's get to the news. And now the news. So we would love it if you can rate and review us on iTunes um, or anywhere you listen to our podcast. And what happens is other people see us at the top of the list and they go... Mandarin Orange Show? That's not how you spell Mandarin. I'll have to listen to the show to find out why. Because these people rated it so highly. I don't understand how a show that spells Mandarin wrong could be that good. But these reviews helped me. I hope people would see that, like, the name in the iTunes files and the name on the episodes and the logo and everything all spells it incorrectly in the same way. 
Yes. So hopefully people understand that it's intentional Mm -hmm. um, because it is. Although the other day, Audrey called it Mandarian. Like, like, oh, we were were somewhere and she asked for Mandarian oranges, but she, I'm like, you do know how to say it right, right? And she's like, yeah, dad, I was saying it like your show. (laughs) So she was, she was smart. Yes, I remember that. Good girl. Good girl. But if you want to say it like our show, you could email us and tell us what you think about stuff. At mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Tell us when you've said Mandarin incorrectly. That's right. Are we messing up other people? Should we introduce more um, Janellisms? <laughs> I have many. Well, I think you pepper them throughout just many, quite many. well. Um, also, you guys should be following us on Instagram, Mandarin Orange Show, because that's the first most current place where I'm going through all of the 30-day movie pass challenge stuff. I'm updating you live as I go on my adventure, and you should definitely check that out. Um, I will be posting it also, however, on our Facebook page, so you guys can check that out and uh, see the videos about the stuff. But you don't get to see that till like, the next day, so it's not quite as current. Yeah, be current. Be current. You remember current events? Well, they happen all the time, like... But, like, for school, was that a thing in your education? Like, where you had to, like, pick one and write about it or something? You had to, like... I I felt like every year in elementary school, from, like, second grade to fifth grade, you had to look through the newspaper and cut out a current event, and there was, like, five things you had to, like, bullet or write about. I feel like I had that in maybe one class ever. Like, it it was was not something I did a lot. I remember doing it some, but it wasn't, like... A constant. It was a big deal in Torrance Unified School Districts because every year I'm like, ugh. Well, I will tell you, I remember there being a little pushback on it in my particular town at my school because we don't, we didn't get... Liberal. No, not that. We lived up in the mountains and this is, you know, back then, well, it's the same now. You don't get TV. There's no reception, so you couldn't watch the news unless you paid for cable, and a lot of people couldn't afford cable, because the cable was really expensive, because there's only one company that had cable up there. Or you could have, like, satellite, which back then was, like, really expensive. Right. So, there's, you know, many, many kids didn't have TV, and then newspapers, like, a lot of people only got, like, the local Grizzly (laughs) that was, like, our local news, and the teachers weren't happy about that being, you know, like... Joe's Auto is having a sale this week, so like that they were looking for more world events, but we were kind of disconnected from the world. This is pre-internet, you know, so it didn't fly. I don't think. I think that's why. Well, I had to sit through and listen to presentations of them every week. We had to give like a little synop every week and just go through twenty-seven, twenty-eight kids, different versions of current events was not that thrilling i will tell you i i always hated when we had to do like presentations in front of the class not because i didn't want to have to do them because i love doing it (laughs) but having to sit through all the other people's was often quite painful the people that just clearly hated it and didn't want to do it and it was just i felt bad for everyone involved it is an academic standard in third grade delivers short oral presentations. I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing it, and I think it's an important skill to learn, and it's valuable, and a lot of people don't like to do it, but it's just, it's not fun watching someone be forced to do it. 
Well, it's funny because I'm uh, like, you know, I'm a teacher. I don't know if you guys knew that. What? 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 But um, just this week, we I decided we we are gonna make slideshows on Google Classroom, and the kids partnered up, chose a biome to do a slide about. And I gave them specific directions. What? Slide one, slide two, slide three, slide four, slide five. The information they had to have. Then they could pick a design and pick whatever pictures they wanted. And, um, like, they were so impressive. I was, like, they're, you know, you throw a little technology at these kids. and yeah. And they were, how do you say T-A-I-G-A? Taiga? Taiga? I mean, that's how I'd say it. Did you know that taiga is a Japanese word that means river? No, I honestly didn't know. I learned that huh. during my third grader's short presentation. I thought it was just how Southern Belle says taiga. <laughs> taiga. <laughs> um, no, I've just been impressed with them, and they're really excited about it. Like, they're fighting over who gets to go first. and Yeah. Um, Maybe that's part of the problem is, like, you have to have a teacher who makes it an exciting thing to do. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, um, this is, you know, our first time doing the oral presentation thing. So I, like, modeled it, and they're going back and forth, and they're like, Mrs. Vecchio, like, how are you going to split up the time? I'm like, well, decide who's, you know, who's going to do what slide. I'm like, if one person's doing all the talking, then they're going to get the grade for the speaking because that's right. the standard. And they're really, they're really stepping up to it. It's, it's impressive. And last year I did this, but we didn't have Google Classroom accounts. So I had to take a USB drive, get it off a student left hot, laptop put it on mine so I could project it because their computers don't project and um this year it's all like I just log into my teacher account and I have all 30 slideshows nice on my computer so it's fun go technology Woo. well um so some other news about us this last weekend um, I led worship at the church that we've been going to, mm-hmm. and you came up and sang with me. I did. And so that was fun, because um, I haven't gotten to do that in quite a while. Um, you rocked it. I was really impressed. Thank you. But the main reason that I bring this story up is, because I don't have like a sample for you guys to listen to or anything like that, but a funny story. So, the church that we go to like meets at another church's building and they're seventh day adventists so they don't use the church on sunday they use it on saturdays so this church that we're going to uses it on sunday and they like rent the building from them great way for that church to make a little it's a great way exactly they and it's a lot church. less expensive for our church to, than like building a building mm-hmm. or buying something so sometimes scheduling issues come up and this Sunday, like, so, I, you know, I was doing the worship leading, so we had to get there real early. And, like, right after we got there, we're setting up our stuff, and these guys come in. There's, like, if you're looking at the stage, there's a room off to the right and a room off to the left. And the room off to the left has been, I think it's been empty, but, like, we had, like, all our sound stuff and a lot of our musical equipment stashed in there. Our empty cases we would stick in there, you know, while we're playing and stuff. And he comes in, walking in out of that room, and he's got, like, a tool belt on. He's like, hey, what's going on here? And we're like... 
we're doing music, you know, we're getting ready for the church service today. He's like, oh, church service, I'm supposed to be installing the carpets in here today. And sure enough, there's some sort of a scheduling mishap, I guess. Um, mishap. <laughs> I, I think it was. But the, they, I mean, this whole carpet crew showed up, and they're like, "Yeah, we're scheduled to do it." Basically, we have to install it during your during worship the, the worship set, set and during the whole church service. Yeah, it was. So, and they said, "Oh, we'll be we'll be quiet. You won't even know we're in here." But it was so funny, and I didn't even realize this until like we watched the I video was after. Standing by the room, so I was like laughing, like. But at one point, they like opened the door onto the stage and were like peeking out at us, and then they were like hammering to like put the carpet in. And you could, it kind of sounded like they're trying to hammer to the rhythm, but it was kind of off a little bit. I have a video clip of it. it is, if you if you have like a I short do. video, that'd be funny because you could hear them you hammering. Hear them. <laughs> and like, I didn't even notice. So I was standing right in front of a monitor speaker, and I was focused on you know the music stuff. But apparently, everyone in the audience could hear. And then later, after we got done with the music, <laughs> then there's like quiet parts and the sermon and such. And then you hear. <laughs> You know, during people praying and all kinds of stuff like that. So, it was really hard not to just, like, burst out laughing during the whole thing just because of the Or some of us humor. just burst out laughing on stage. Some of us. Well, it was funny. It was it was a funny thing. So, anyway, hopefully... I saw, like, because the youth group was, like, sitting in the front row and they were, like, they were craning up. their necks, like, what is going on? <laughs> so... Well, hopefully... And no, like... Nobody, like, addressed it. Like, you weren't aware. I think you would have made some kind of joke about it. No, I honestly didn't hear it while but, we were like, doing it. nobody the whole service addressed it. So, like, most of the congregation well, was, Well, like, once Olin, who's the pastor, got up there, he did, like, at the beginning of his, his talk. Yeah, but he it took but a it, while. It was, that was, like, halfway him. through the thing, so... Like, during communion, they're, like, hammering. It was, like, silent in there. But so, like, during the music, though... Like, I'm standing here, I've got a speaker blasting at me from here, and then there's the drum set between me and the door. Right, so right. I just, I just didn't even hear it. I didn't even notice it. So, which is probably good, because it probably would have thrown me off, you know, if I was, like, cracking up at that. So That's funny stuff. So that's fun. Um, we've had some house guests this week. Yay, Jeb and Ezra! Our good friends, Jeb and Ezra. Jeff. Ebony and Ezra. When they're all together, it's Jeb and Ezra. That's their um, <laughs> power family name. name. Yeah. Um, when it's just Ebony and Ezra, it's Eben Ezra. When it's just Jeff and Ezra, it's Jezra. And when it's just Jeff and Ebony, it's Jebony. Yeah. The kids made sure we had a different iteration for each possible combination. I am. I'm glad that people don't find our house is so hoarded that they can't stay with us. It is. It's good. And we've said this before, but having people come to our house makes it so that we, we don't we fall into from, it. Like, keeps us apart from the show. That's right. Like, okay, <laughs> we have to keep it so that we can have someone stay here. It's still plenty cluttery. It's not like it's, you know, perfect, but it's hopefully comfortable enough. I mean, they're staying here for like four nights, so obviously it's comfortable enough that they don't mind doing that. Yeah, we're going to Knott's Berry tomorrow. Yeah, will be fun. So and the, I guess if you don't know who they are, because you are just a listener and like, who are these people talking about? <laughs> there are some of our great friends from college. Um, we knew yeah, Jeff. Ezra and I go way back. Yeah, Ezra. Yeah, all the way back to when he was <laughs> like born. Three years Three ago. Three years ago. <laughs> um, but we knew Jeff. Like we were talking, you were talking to the kids. Yeah, Audrey wanted to know the whole backstory. So we met Jeff 
in film school. Yeah, like shortly after we met each other. So yeah. we've known him almost as long as we've known each other. Well, I knew of Jeff before because he was, you can't, you were a freshman when we were Yeah, so, so you probably met him before that even. Yeah, I did. But then, like, I feel like even though we kind of like, you know, we were friendly and saw each other, but when we did the film together, that's when we like yeah. super bonded and became really good friends. Because, you know, one of those, like, in the trenches kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, some one day we'll have to tell the story of Deadline. Deadline. If you guys, someone remind us sometime and we'll tell the great story of Deadline. The <laughs> student film. The student film from, well, from from the place <laughs> we went to school. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's been fun. They've been hanging out here. We've, we've kind of been dancing around in circles because we've been going to school and they've been visiting family. I but had parent-teacher conferences. It's been busy. But we're going to hang out tomorrow at Knott's Berry Farm, so that's cool. I only had one no-show. That's pretty good. That's a good, good record. Yeah. For all your student te- or all your student I'm pretty, parents. Pretty proud of that. So, one last little bit of news. Um, just to remind you guys, Blue Christmas, the 20th annual Blue Christmas is coming up. And uh, if you're around in the Southern California area, you should come and join us. It's on Saturday, December 2nd, and we got some great bands. We have um, four four artists that are playing, plus a musical host that's in between, and it's going to be up in Big Bear, and it's going to be awesome. And um, we're just talking to the folks that are hosting it tonight, and they're excited, and they're going to be getting flyers out there and stuff, so... Probably should share a link to the event, maybe, in our group or something like that. Um, but you can find it on the Potvox Music Facebook page, if nothing else. That's an easy way to find it, because it's definitely there. It's gonna be fun! And with that, I think it's time to get into the big story. <laughs> at least the thing that I've been consumed with all week. The 30-day I... movie pass challenge. Aww. I haven't seen any of these movies, so it's just going to be a monologue. Well, you can ask questions. Um, first of all, I'm 16 days in as of now. Well, today is the 17th day. I'm going to see a movie after we record, but I won't be able to talk about that yet. So, yesterday was no, the 16th day. No, talk about day. it now. Know no. what it's going to be about. Well, I do know what it's going to be about, but um, we'll have to see. I don't want to spoil it for next week. Um, 16 days, and my total... The total tally, what I would have spent if I had paid to go to all these movies out of my own pocket, $178.83. And I paid $9.95 for this month to go to all those movies. Nice. So that's a savings of almost $170. Not to mention, it means that I've averaged, the average movie price is over $10. Per movie, which means that just going to one movie more than pays for the price. That's awesome. Okay, well, so last time we left off on 10. That was the movie we saw together. So none of these are ones we saw together. (laughs) But I'll go through them quickly here and kind of give you some of my thoughts. And actually... Oh, you did see one I saw. Which one? Oh, yeah, that's true. So you can comment on that. Actually, there's two of them that you can talk about with me. Which? Um, That one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, on day 11, I went to see what I'm, I'm going to, I'm, now that I'm looking at the list, I can say this pretty confidently, my least favorite movie <laughs> of the movies that I've seen. 
yet. Um, and that's saying a lot based on another one that I'll talk about. But I went and saw a movie called The Florida Project. And, um, and I that guess, was one I was really excited to yeah, see. Yeah, the trailer the looked really good. Well, let me say a couple things. First of all, before I do into this, I'm not going to do major spoilers for anything, but I am going to talk about some of the content of these movies. So if you hear any that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to know anything, you know, skip ahead a little bit because this is a part where I'm going to talk about movies. But I won't do major spoilers. Although I am going to talk about the end of the Florida Project because <laughs> it's, it's garbage. talking about. Um, and I want to save everyone the misery of having to see it. So here's the thing. It's kind of, it's a fascinating concept. It, it talks about um, this you know, group of families, this whole like community in Florida where they all live in motels. And they kind of you know, float from motel to motel, these extended stay places. And we were. We were a part of that, on the outskirts of that type of community. You knew so. I mean, we knew some people yeah, we, that we saw. I mean, we, you know, we've talked about this a little on the show before, but for nine months, we lived in and out of motels while we were waiting for you know to find a place to buy we had given notice on our on our old apartment and didn't have a place to move so you know so we fortunately we were fortunate enough that we had you know first of all family and we could go and stay with them on the weekends because a part of the issue with this whole community is that you have to move every once in a while Mm -hmm. you can't stay in any one place for too long or else it you know breaks laws and you get basically squatters rights you know that kind of thing right um, so, but we didn't have that problem because we would go like on weekends to my parents' house or my brother's house or something like that. So, but there's this whole group of families that they're like stuck in this situation. And the other issue is that we had an end in sight. We were trying to buy a house. We couldn't get like escrow to go through, but we did know that we were working towards right, having like, that, you know. I had a job. And- right. You, it wasn't like we we were there so, I mean, you know, we weren't like wealthy, but we were there because of our our situation, not because we couldn't afford somewhere to live. Well, so we couldn't afford to <laughs> sign a lease in Orange County. We couldn't afford where we were trying, where we were living, but we could afford to live where we were trying to move to. Right. So anyway, but the point is, we were far better off than a lot of these families. But we did interact with some of them. Right. Kind of bumped into a lot of them who recognized that we were around these hotels and in the parking lots and stuff like that. So I, I kind of got a brief glimpse into this. And so I was really interested to see a movie take on it. And I will give the movie this. Like, they did an excellent job of depicting that. It was very realistic feeling. It felt like you really were in these apartments with these people. But my main issue with this movie is that it is utterly depressing and devoid of hope whatsoever. It shows how miserable and awful their lives are, and that's it. And it doesn't show any, like, offer, like, no solutions, no, like, hope, no, like, redeeming qualities in any of the people. It's just miserable. And for that, like, it just wasn't fun to watch at all. There were some great performances, and I'm not saying it wasn't accurate or wasn't like well done but it's not fun to watch it's it's just awful and again like even in some of the most depressing movies of that nature there's got to be some glimpse of hope or or some like okay here's an answer here's what we propose if you're just showing human misery with nothing it's just kind of a slog right but the real reason that i despised it because i could have even put up with that and maybe you know would have been okay but the last, the end part of the movie, so I guess here's a spoiler, 
Um, like everything is just getting worse and worse. The mom is prostituting herself. The girl, you know, there's abuse going on and neglect. And this girl is finally going to be taken away from her mom. Right. And, you know, the CPS and the police and everybody show up. And so she doesn't want to be taken away. So she runs away to her friend and then it shows like her go to her friend. And then all of a sudden, and the whole time it's been like a regular, like movie camera, it switches to iPhone footage. And it shows them, because it's in Florida, and it shows them, like, running to Walt Disney World and then running in the front gates and, like, running all the way up to the castle. And you see them just, like, running along on an iPhone, like someone just running, carrying their phone. And I'm like, and then and then it ends. And everyone in the theater looked around and we were like, what the, he- what the heck did we just see? Like, what was that? And everyone's griping, like, that was terrible. And, like, just, it was just miserable. Like, no one understood the ending, and it was just bad. And I just, I, I couldn't take it. I, I thought it was terrible. And so I came home and looked it up. And it's got like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and I swear, sometimes the reviewers are just either trying to get on a bandwagon or they're like, well, this looks artsy, so I have to say I like it. But nobody liked that but nobody movie. nobody in the theater liked it. And nobody in the theater I was in. I mean, people were audibly complaining about it. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those people asked for their money back. And that whole last shot looked just like garbage, because it was on an iPhone. And I looked it up, and sure enough, the director, like, he had this vision that that was, like, her dream, I guess, to es- that was her, like, escape dream that she was pretending that she could escape the Walt Disney World, and of course he couldn't get Walt Disney World to agree to do that. So he like guerrilla filmed it just on his iPhone. So they just he paid for the actresses to go to Walt Disney World and just like followed him around with an iPhone, and that's the end of the movie. I mean, it looks terrible, and it just I don't know. It, it completely I took would you like out of the to story. See the clip. You should that. just see the clip at the end just to see it because it's just. I don't know. It, it is just garbage. So I really did not like that one. And um, again, and I that's rec- saying a lot, like you said. It is. It's saying a lot because there's some others that we'll talk about in a minute here. So that's the Florida Project. I'm sorry if some of you guys liked it. If you have a dissenting view, please write in and let me just know. Just like you did about the lobster. Because I know. But let me tell you, I would watch the lobster a hundred times before I watch this again. <laughs> so that will tell you something. I walked out of it like I don't even know what to feel right now. Because, again, there was some good acting in it. And the little kids, like, they were great, you know. But they were basically just being little monsters and they were fine at it. And I'm like, I don't think that's probably taking very much acting skill for them to just be <laughs> little brats, you know. So anyway, that was a thing that I saw. Oh, and I should mention that I did that right after I did the um, the uh, extra damage, the extra life thing. And yeah. We, they wound up raising like $1,800 for Children's Hospital of Orange County. And I believe you can still go on their website if you go to extradamage.com and donate. Nice. They had like a link up. So if you guys you know want to support them, they do uh, good and stuff. And Giving Tuesday is coming up on November 28th. There you go. are trying to... Give to something. So um, thanks to Josh and Jesse and for having us out there, and that was super cool. Awesome. On day twelve, this is one you can talk about with me. Um, I went with Brendan, and we saw a um, flashback feature of Back to the Future Part Two. Me and the kids almost came, but they voted to stay home. <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. I mean, Back to the Future Part Two is definitely the darkest of that trilogy. And uh, no, there was something like we had the option of something else, and they chose that. Well, we just said you could stay home and I don't know, play video, play video games. games or something. The other issue, though, I mean, even more than that, because we'll let them watch it at some point, but 
Is that the most expensive movie? It yet? is. So even the kid tickets are like nine fifty or something. So do we really want to pay twenty bucks for the kids to see something we could watch on DVD? I didn't mind using Movie Pass for it because you know we already have that, but it just kind of felt like a little waste. Right. So, but I don't know. What do you think of Back to the Future Part Two? Actually, I love Back to the Future Two. I, of course, I'm not going to say it's better than the first, but the future stuff, from an 80s perspective, is amazing. Well, and it's even more fun to look at it now and see what because the they thought of the passed. future. Yeah, It was, was it? 2015. It was 2015, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I My favorite stuff in that one is... Um, is the stuff where he goes back to where he went in the past in the first one, back to the right. 1955, and they recreate stuff from the first movie, and they use some of the footage from it to make it look like he's interacting or around the, his old his other self that was just there. Right. Like, some of the stuff they did without, like, digital stuff right. is just phenomenal. So I absolutely love that part. So back to the future part two. One of the great things about MoviePass, you can see those plastic see? things. Oh, okay. What? What would you... Um, Doc Brown... What's his name? Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Um, oh, what did we just see him we in? We just saw him in Avonlea. Yeah, he's an episode of Avonlea. He plays the school teacher. Yeah, I, I just like had yeah, that connection yeah, yeah. suddenly. I'm like, what did we see him in? So on day 13, I saw American Maid. Which and is, I've seen this one. So you have some input. What did you think of that one? I really love that movie, and I knew you would too. Yeah, it was very, um, it was very well done. It was cool to see Tom Cruise in a slightly different role. I mean, he's still pretty Tom Cruisey, but <laughs> but he's like a bad guy. But they but, paint him as a good guy. But a guy you are rooting for still. So. Yeah, it was weird because at the end of the movie, you're like. Oh, I hope he does well, but like I guess spoiler alert or not really if you saw the trailer. Like he's a drug dealer. I mean, he's a drug smuggler. Right. That's his main thing. He makes like, you know, millions of dollars from, but the way and it's Tom Cruise playing him. So you're like, "Oh, I hope he does a good job. I hope he gets away." But then you're like, "Oh, but he was like the real guy was responsible for a huge portion of like cocaine and other drugs trafficking in the United States." And yet somehow they have us rooting for him, so I thought it was really funny too. It was. It was. It was really well done. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, there's that scene where he's just dropping the drugs out, like into a river, yeah. like a swamp. Into the swamp. And these people like go out and collect it. Like that stuff really happened. Well, yeah, it's insane. It's, I did do, of course, a lot of Wikipedia reading on this, and some of those things are absolutely accurate. Like that um, was definitely one of the ways that they did it. There, they played fast and loose with some of the other details and part of it is because you know they have like his testimony about you know bragging about himself and what he did and then they have you know other documents but it was all you know on the lowdown so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that they had to guess at or that they kind of fictionalized but for the most part you know there's a lot of true stuff behind it it's like not known for sure, but supposedly he worked for the CIA. Well, and that's the thing. Like he might as he well. claimed that, and you know, did who who was behind it and who okayed it, or was right. that just an excuse? None of that stuff will ever really be known. But it was it was very interesting, and and it was a fun one to see. So I liked it. 
Then the next night, I had, um, I don't even know how to describe this movie, because Brendan and I went to another one, and this is, we went to a, a, it was a limited screening, they only had two show time, or two days that they're showing this movie. It's called Laser Team 2. It was like your shortest movie, I barely made it through an episode of Bachelor Canada. Yeah, it was something like, I think like 75 minutes long or something. But it felt kind of like it was four hours long. <laughs> um, it's funny. Brendan and I had a good time. It's actually a YouTube movie. So YouTube Red, like, you know, these people have, like, a, a YouTube channel that's, like, super popular. And so YouTube Red's trying to develop some original content so they can keep up with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and such. And so they, like, funded this movie. And it's it's called Laser Team 2. And it's kind of like a spoof comedy thing, but also... They kind of played it real about these, like, idiot guys from Earth that have to save the world from, like, this alien invasion and stuff. And it's a sequel. They did another one, which I never watched. Um, but I don't think it would have made it any better. <laughs> like, on your story, you and Brendan were saying the movie was mostly about eating alien poop? That was a major, like, plot point, yes. But that's, like, totally your humor. Okay, so that's the thing. There was a couple highlight moments. And there's actually some funny people. Two people in the movie are from uh, um, Superstore. Which is, like, my favorite Which show you, right you know, and it's two very funny people. I can't think of... What is his name? I can't think of either of their names. But anyway, two people from Superstore are in it. And there were some really funny moments, but it was... It was very inconsistent. Like, a couple of moments that we were dying laughing, and then most of it was, like, long, boring conversations <laughs> in kind of a plain room. And, like, we, we were just sitting there. And, oh, by the way, Brendan and I were the only people in the screening. And this is the single most expensive movie we went to. It was 15 bucks for it. So, I don't know who they thought was going to come see it. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that when the box office information comes out about it, they will have made $30 and it will be Brendan and I <laughs> who gave them that $30 <laughs> through MoviePass, of course. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was very inconsistent. Although they had some funny parts, I'm one of sure which... I'm sure their fans will go see it, though. Well, they weren't there in this movie theater and it's not playing in many theaters and it's only on two days. Hmm. And only one time per day. So it's done. I mean, it's already out of the theaters. So I don't know. I don't know. But the one part, there's... It's kind of like that part in Star Wars where they go down the garbage chute and they're in, like, a room. And they, like, slide into this room and there's, like, all this liquid and, like, this stuff floating in it. And they, like, it smells good and they pick it up and start eating it. And they're like, oh, this is really good. And then you, like, they look up and see, like, a naked alien behind come sit down and then, like, diarrhea is on them. And then they're like, and throwing up. But then the guy from, from Superstore is like, oh, it still tastes good. And he keeps eating it. And then throughout the movie, he finds, like, chunks of it on him and, like, eats it as they're walking around. I thought, I thought that was pretty great. And that's the highlight of the movie. So, oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you, you. You do not want to watch it. And you liked that one better than the Florida Project. Yeah, just barely edged it out. Because at least it was funny and ridiculous. I mean, I didn't walk out of it being like, oh my gosh, like, this is, everything's terrible. Like, what's the point? You know, we walked out going, wow, like, I really like to eat alien poop, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it could be worse. It could be. All right, moving along on day 15, I uh, went with Brendan again, um, and we went and saw Victoria and Abdul. And this one went back to the top of us. Not the top, top. I still say 
Murder on the Orient Express is the best, but this one is up there with the top ones so That's far. That's definitely one I want to see. Yeah, we, we saw the trailer and thought it looked good, yeah. but it exceeded expectations. It was really funny, um, really good story about Queen Victoria of England. And, you know, at the time, England was ruling over India, and so one of her, uh, you know, Indian subjects visits, um, you know, through various circumstances. She winds up taking him on as, like, a servant, and eventually he becomes, like, her teacher. And, um, you know, they get really close, and there's all kinds of drama because the royal family doesn't want a, you know, person of color in the royal house. And the crazy part is... This one, I Wikipedia'd a bunch on, and it's actually way more accurate than the other one. Like, all this stuff happened, and the craziest part is it wasn't really known to history until 2010. And there's a cool story about, like, this lady that, like, was visiting some of the historic sites that it took place in and noticed some paintings and wound up, like, finding the family of this guy, and they found his journals and pictures and stuff. Huh. And all this story came out because... At the, what year was it? Uh, late 1800s, I want to say. Huh. Um, it t- took place over a span of several years. I don't know exactly how long it was, but and I guess again, mild spoiler alert. But if you you know you want to go into it blind, but the family like is so embarrassed that after the queen dies, they burned all of the stuff to try to like keep all record of it out of the history books. So because of that, in real life, nobody knew about this until 2010, which is why like you've never heard of them before. So yeah, that it was just fascinating, and it was really well done, really funny, and uh, I loved it. And I then, like myself a good period piece. You do, I know. Now you really like have been seeing a lot of previews. Like I have. I've, are there ever any new ones? Um, the last few movies I've seen, I wanted to gouge my eyes out in the previews because I'm so tired of some of them. Yeah, you don't even really have to go before. No, but I want to because every once in a while I'll see a new one or I'll see one that looks good. But the la- I would say the last five movies, I have not seen a new preview. Although, that's not entirely true because Laser Team 2 had a trailer for some other like movie that looked like a college student like got a B- minus <laughs> on it. <laughs> And I don't even know what it was about. Wow, but they weren't even the A group. No, it seriously looked like the tutorial part at the beginning of a video game on, like, a Wii. Um, that's kind of the quality. It was, like, all digital. And, oof. I don't know what it was called, but it did not look good. So that was the one new trailer I saw. All right. All right, and finally, um, yesterday I actually went to my earliest morning one. I went to a 10 o'clock movie. Um, but it was actually early enough I could do it while the kids were at school, and I saw LBJ, um, which is about Lyndon B. Johnson, the president who took over, uh, he was the vice president for John F. Kennedy when he was assassinated, so he took over as president, and uh, he was played by Woody Harrelson, and it was really good, very interesting. see Woody Harrelson. Well, there's a lot of prosthetic makeup, and it's funny, because... LBJ. I, I mean, and this didn't take away from the movie too much, but there were some scenes... Where you're like, wow, that's Woody Harrelson with a lot of like makeup and fake nose and stuff. And there's other scenes where like from certain angles, you're like, that looks exactly like Lyndon B. Johnson. So I get why they did it, but in certain contexts, it looked a little hokey. Whereas in other ones, you're like, that's perfect. You know, certain angles. Are you just thinking, hey, Mitch, the whole time? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I was thinking, what's his name from Cheers? I can't even make the jokes. I can't even give his name. Um, but then the funny part is, so Lady Bird Johnson, his wife, right? Uh-huh. Um, she, I could not, I recognized the actress and I could not place her. And about halfway her through. Her name was Lady Bird? Yeah. Well, I think that's like a nickname. 
Like, I don't know, remember what her actual one is. Is that a movie or show? It's not about her. her. It's about a girl who chooses that as her name. I don't know if that's related to that or not, but not directly. So anyway, about halfway through the movie, I realized it's Jennifer Jason Lee. Really? But she had the biggest fake nose. It's like a huge, like, big old nose. And so much so that I did not recognize her until about, for whatever reason, at some certain spot when she said something or smiled in just the right way, I was like, oh my gosh, I know who that is now. It's crazy. So, yeah. So there's some serious makeup and prosthetics going on. But that being said, it was really interesting. And it's kind of a part of American history that, you know, probably most people aren't familiar with. No one talks about Lyndon B. Johnson that much or... And and examining like what it was like stepping into that position after all that and I don't know it was it was pretty fascinating so well, that's good because that one movie I watched about Jackie yeah like not so good was I mean was after you know during LBJ's yeah. first you know part of his presidency and that was horrible well it's so. interesting because this it very much was about him so while. JFK was a character in it. He was more to the side, and the assassination was a part of it, but didn't like even show it. Yeah. It more was on him and what he was doing during that time and how he responded to it. Basically, so. Jackie was just about a funeral, like for two hours. Yeah, well, that's so definitely not what this was. So, um, one other interesting note is it was directed by Rob Reiner, who directed The Princess Bride, which is my favorite movie. And while this will not go up into the ranks of favorite movies, he did a good job. So Yeah. I liked it. And that's it. That brings me up current to the 30-day movie pass challenge. This next time, um, I still won't be quite done with it next, right. but we'll have a lot more to talk about on the next round. Um, I'm over halfway. Yay! So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and you can hear more about it. Let's see. The special guest tonight. Yes, yes. Well, sorry I'm yawning, but uh, that's kind of part of the movie pass challenge. I I haven't like fully fallen asleep in any movies yet. There, <laughs> Just partially. There have been a couple where like I've had to fight it off. Laser Team Two being one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been good and really crazy. And I will tell you this, although of course I'm going to see Star Wars and other highlights. I don't feel the need to see 30 movies again next month. Well, then it's my turn. Like. Yeah, I, I think you should do it. I have gone to one movie. This I've got to at least. Well, I'll go. In Laughlin, we're going to go to a bunch. Because you got to. I mean, you got to go to two to. You actually only have to go to one to make it. To make no, it because it. I went to a $5 one. Oh, that's right. That's so you have to go to two then. But you will. You'll be going to at least, you know, four or five yeah. over Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. So I'll catch up, but, you know, next month will be my turn. I'm not doing no 30-day movie pass. But I you're going to see a Other shit yes. to do, but, yeah. No, I'm more than happy to have <laughs> to you. To pass the torch. Yes. Um, not that I'm not enjoying it, but it's crazy. Like, I, these last several days feel like a blur. <laughs> and, like, when we, I was talking with Brendan on day 15, because he came with me to that one, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm only halfway done. Like, I felt like I've been watching movies for months now. It feels like Too that first movie. Too much of a good thing. It is. I, and it hasn't been bad. It's just, it's a weird feeling. Doing too much of anything is kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Well, 
and speaking of that, we don't want to do too much of the show, and uh, we need to move along here so I can go get to the special movie tonight. So um, I think that we're going to do it. Yeah? We're going to do it? We're going to end the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, not like all the shows, just this one. Just this particular. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll keep doing the show in general. That sounds good to me. We'll um, hopefully see you in Laughlin. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys during Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and um, eat some turkey for us. And we will be back in a little bit. All right. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.